Well, if you weren't in kind of holiday mode before the snow yesterday, I, I hope that you are now. Um, I, I certainly am. And um, actually, the, the title of this message this morning is called How to Survive the Holidays. Um, so I, uh, in, in kind of the spirit of the holidays, I, I thought, what could I, what could I do for everybody here? And I wanted to get you guys all each a gift. So uh, if you would reach underneath your chair, I have something for you. Reach, reach right underneath there. You'll see it underneath your chair. Uh, it's actually, go ahead and everyone needs to do it. Everyone needs to, you need to go ahead and, and get your rock, get your rock. Um, and here's what I want you to do with this rock. This is hopefully going to be like kind of a cool, tangible thing that'll bring this message home a little bit. I'm going to ask you to hold, don't throw it at me. Thank you. Um, <laughs> is it, what I want you to do is hold on to this throughout the service. And we're going to, we're going to talk more about the rock uh, towards the end of the message. But if you're really like just feeling like you just want to get the most possible out of this message, if you're one of those people that only does things like 110% all the time, stick the rock in your shoe for me, okay? It'll all make sense a little bit later on, but you just stick that rock right down in your shoe or hold it in your hand, and I appreciate you guys doing that. Um, anyway, the title of the message is How to Survive the Holidays. You know, the holidays are, man, we, when we think about the holidays, when we think about Christmas, we think about all these uh, wonderful things, anticipation, memories, excitement, family, and there's, there's all this good stuff there. Uh, but on the flip side of that, uh, if we're going to be honest, uh, the holidays are also a time that we can come under some real stress in our lives. Um, some of you may be thinking about your holiday shopping lists and all the different people that you have to, to buy for, and you're already stressed out. It's like December the 6th, and you're already like, oh my God, 19 days, 19 days. I can't believe it. I'm never going to get it all done, right? I mean, you're already getting worked up. For others of you, it might be that you've got a crazy travel schedule, or uh, I know none of you guys have any difficulty with family, in-law, relationships. I mean, like, but, you know, whatever it is for you, um, there's something that you can probably point to in your life uh, that is a source of, of challenge, is a source of stress, is a source of strain. And, um, and so, you know, we're going to be, as we lead up through the, the Christmas season, we're going to be talking a lot about the joy of Christmas and all that good stuff. But what I want to do today is, uh, is give you a little practical something for that thing in your life, that, that rock in your shoe that kind of grinds at you, that kind of eats away at you. And so um, we're going to look at what the Bible has to say about how, how do we get through those challenging things? How do we uh, survive the holidays? So before we jump in, um, let's go ahead and uh, say a word of prayer together. Uh, God, um, we just want to ask you to speak to us this morning. Uh, Lord, I just want to lift up uh, especially those of us who are here who um, either don't have family or won't be able to be with their families this holidays, or Christmas is just a time rather than of joy, of real pain and struggle. I pray, Lord, that you would just be with them in a special way. I pray, God, that you would make each of us sensitive to those who are right here in our midst, in our community, um, that we need to reach out to and make sure that they feel a sense of family, even if it's just church family. And uh, so touch them and bless them, God. And for all of us, speak to us now through your word. Uh, help us. Give us something that will help us through our challenges, uh, through our struggles, through our stresses. In Christ's name, amen. All right. Well, uh, this book, the Bible, has some fantastic passages in it um, that kind of give us some, some great instruction on how to deal with 
tough things, how to get through stressful situations. There's, there's passages in there that some of us in this room, like we have something that we just come back to time after time after time because it's just it's like an anchor for us. Right? It's something that, that we can just kind of latch onto, and, and it really helps us during those times. And I have one of those that I want to share with you. It's from Philippians 4, 6, and 7. If you've spent any time in church, if you've grown up in church, uh, you've probably heard this. But uh, I would say for me, this is maybe one of the verses that, that I latch onto more than anything else when I'm going through something, when I'm struggling with something. And so I just want to kind of highlight a couple of things about it. Um, it says this, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. It says, Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And this passage for me, like when I'm just going through whatever it is I'm, I'm struggling with, it, it's, just, it's a great thing because it, it gives me some, some really cool reminders. And, and maybe you, you, know, you, can, you can associate with this. Uh, but the first thing it does in verse 6 is it's just that, that core reminder. Sometimes I need just one of those duh, you know, just come on, dude, Let, let's, let's get with the program here. And so the first one is just, in everything, God, it's almost like God says to me, have you prayed about it, you know? And, and so often for me, I find that I've got my challenges, I've got my struggles, I spend a lot of time thinking about them, but even on staff at a church and all that good stuff, I, I, so many times I'm like, I read this and I'm like, yeah, okay, I need to sit down and actually pray about it. The second little nugget in there that for me I, I just love is that, is that two words says, with thanksgiving. And uh, just as if God is, is kind of bringing me to a place where even in the midst of whatever I'm dealing with and going through, it's just as if God says to me, um, remember to kind of like survey what you've got, uh, to, to not take things for granted, uh, to, to remember that you have a lot of blessings in your life, a lot to be thankful for. And it's like God just helps me to kind of change my perspective a little bit through that verse. And then um, verse 7, uh, probably the, the last thing that I get from it is, is when it talks about this, this peace that will, will come over me and, and guard my heart and my mind. And, and you guys, I don't understand how that works because it's not like, you know, we pray this prayer and then all of a sudden, ah, you know, it's like you just, you just got a massage or you just went to, went to the spa or something like that, which I love to do on a regular basis. Um, it, it's not like it works that way. Um, so, but there's something reassuring about that for me. I, I read it and, and there's just some, something in there that just helps me to feel a little bit better uh, reading that out. And so I don't know uh, if when I kind of put this one on the screen, if you're someone who is fairly familiar with the Bible and you've grown up in church, if you have a verse like that. And there's, there's a few of you out here who, who have a verse like that in your mind, something that you just you cling to, you latch onto, you come back to time and time again when you're dealing with stuff. And so what I want to do is just something kind of fun and, and different in the service um, is I want to get a little interactive. So if I could have my assistant, uh, John, could you please grab the whiteboard for me uh, and just bring it over here? And, um, and I've got a few volunteers on the front row. What I want you to do, if, if, if this is your first time here or, or you're like, oh, I don't know a lot about the Bible, just, just hang out. Just, it's cool. Just enjoy it. You might even get a few verses that you really, really enjoy. Uh, but those of you who have a verse, um, what I want you to do is just, just shout it out for us. I want to I get a list of about seven or so. So, um, so just call it like Philippians 4, 6. Just say, say it like, kind of like that. Who's got a verse? Okay. Do you know what? That's Psalm 46.10. Okay. Psalm 46.10. Okay. Let's have some others. Colossians 3 something. We'll come back to you on that one. Okay. <laughs> I just, I want you, 
you have a verse. Come on, in your mind, some of you guys have one. You just you come back to it. It brings you reassurance. It's great. It's comforting. First Peter four ten. Okay, good. Just raise your hand when you have one, and we're just going to get a few up here. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Okay. Now have we started. We're going to go. How about Janae? You take this first one, and then that, and then Devin, and we'll just kind of keep going down the row. Okay, and we'll wrap around. All right. 23rd Psalm. Okay. Psalm 23, we'll read the first couple of verses of that. Yes, sir. John 16, 33. Okay. 1 John 4, 18. Yes, sir. Okay. First, get that man a Bible. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. All right, let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think we're good. I think we're good. All right. Um, I was hoping someone in one of the services would have one about, like, I will strike down your enemies or something. But anyway, um, so where's my microphone here? All right. So uh, what we're going to do is we're just going to read these out. If And this is this is cool. We did this in the first service, and it was a, it was a cool activity. If you, you know... The sermon for you might be right here. You might have a verse, and, and God might speak to you right through it this morning. In fact, if I had nothing else to say and I just had really no inspiration this week, that's going to be what I'm going to do next time, my game plan. I'm just going to have people holler out verses, and we'll just read them out, and we'll pray, and we'll leave. Um, so anyway, uh, if, you, if you're not familiar with these, then maybe jot, jot a few down. It could really be cool. Um, so let's start with the first one, Psalm 4610. Um. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Okay. Be still and know that I am God. Okay, now, we're going to put some people on the spot here. You did not know this was about to happen to you. So, um, be still and know that I am God. That came from back here, right? Who hollered that out? Okay. In a sentence, in just one sentence, could you tell me, why do you, why do you cling to that verse? What, what is it about that verse when you're struggling, when you're challenged, that is so meaningful to you? Just in a sentence. It's simple. It centers you. It's You can take it at face value or you can take it deeper. Very good. Okay. All right. The next one, 1 Peter 4.10. I'm getting my workout today. All right. Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. Okay. Who, who said that one? Okay. Tell me, what about that verse for you that you kind of cling to? Oh, just accept everybody for who they are and help them any way you can. Excellent. So when you're, when you're dealing with a challenging person, just accepting them, that's very, very good. Okay. Uh, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Okay. Who said that one? Jeremiah 29, 11. Okay. Tell us. What is it? Why do you draw near to that verse when you're going through challenging times? No matter how bad things get, God's always in charge, and he always has something on the other side of it for us. Very cool. Jeremiah 29, 11. Okay. Psalm 23. Why don't you just read the first couple of verses there? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. Okay. Excellent. That's a great, great Psalm, Psalm 23. Patty, just in a sentence, what is it about that psalm that does it for you? Well, I think that uh, just summarizes that God's all-encompassing care 
of each one of us. Mm, very nice. Good stuff. Great song. Okay. John thir- or 1633. Um, Janet. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome this world. Okay, who had song, John 16:33? Oh man, all the way in the back. I want to throw this thing. All right. Uh, understanding that you uh, that trouble will always happen, yeah. and that you can turn to to Christ and know that you have an opportunity to uh, have peace, and He will. That there's a there's a silver lining that's always there. Awesome, good stuff. Thanks. Okay, First John four eighteen. There's no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Who had that one? First John four eighteen. All the way in the back. Megan, meet me halfway. Come on, come on. Meet me halfway. Come on. Come on. I am good at sports. I'm, uh, this is conditioning. I'm, I'm saving myself. Okay. Okay. Um, basically, it's so easy. Like we get hurt a lot in life, and it's um, easy to fear relationships and friendships with people, and to really open yourself up in love. So that verse has really helped me overcome that. And you know, just there is no fear in perfect love. So we need to love others as God loves us. That's good stuff. Thank you very much. Okay. One more. First Corinthians thirteen, thirteen. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. All right, right in there. Thanks. Was that the right verse, Ron? Okay, go ahead, speak. What is uh, it about? Well, that whole thing kind of reminds me, well, I'm the kind of person that needs to know why, but the faith part of that passage I kind of cling on to because I just don't know everything and... I just have to have faith that it will be okay. Mm. There's a purpose. Awesome. Thank you. Can we give a hand for those guys? Because they definitely did not know they were getting put on the spot there. But um, hopefully, you know, somewhere that there, there are some really great passages. And the point is, those are wonderful, wonderful passages of scripture. And in fact, we could go on and on. We could spend hours just going through and sharing passages that inspire, that that give us something. You see, every one of those that was listed gives us something. When we're dealing with a challenging situation, when we're when we're going through something, it, 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 maybe it encourages us, it inspires us to, you know, to press on and to keep going and to dig in and to, and to make it. Or, um, you know, may, maybe it just, it just kind of gives us a, a different frame of mind a little bit. Like, you know, to, to have faith and to know that we're not going to have it all figured out. Or to know that, that God has a plan and, uh, and kind of has a future for us. Maybe it just gives us hope. You know, whatever it is, um, each, each of those passages has something that just it, it, it brings to us. <coughs> excuse me. And it helps us in the challenges that we face. But um, as powerful as those are, and for me, you know, I shared the Philippians 4, 6, and 7 passage. As powerful as that is, that's probably the, the, the verse that I come back to more than any other verse when I'm, uh, when I'm talking about, um, when I'm dealing with challenging situations. As powerful as that is, there's something that's even more powerful, I believe, than any of the verses that we looked at. 
And that is a principle that runs throughout this book. And um, it's so powerful, yet what's interesting about it is it's so easy to miss it. In fact, for years, you guys, for years, sitting in church, fired up about sermons, learning, growing, loving God, I missed this powerful thing that helps us in difficult times. And so uh, I just want you to hang with me. I'm about to tell you what this powerful principle is, and it's really easy to miss, especially if you think, oh, yeah, I heard this, I got it, okay? So, so here we go. The most powerful principle in here that will help us to deal with whatever we are facing is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, just hang with me a minute if you're like, yeah, I, I know that. I've heard that. Um, what I mean by the gospel of Jesus Christ is the good news of Jesus. The good news that we don't have to worry about earning our way to heaven. We don't have to worry about that. We can't do it on our own. The good news is that Jesus did it for us, and it's by his power that uh, we are overcomers. So the gospel is probably most succinctly um, captured, at least for me, in a way that kind of makes sense for me, in Romans 3, 23 and 24. It's, it's found throughout the Bible, but it's, it's, I've found it's pretty hard to find. Like, just give me one sentence or, you know, give me just a couple verses that really succinctly describes it. And uh, here it is. Romans 3, 23 and 24, it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Now, there's two kind of fundamental things that are going on in the gospel message. Okay? There's two things that we need to do. The first is admit, and the second is believe. We need to admit, and we need to believe. And basically what we admit is that we've sin we've fallen short we can't in our own power we can't do it on our own we need god's help that's the admit part and then the believe is believing that it's through jesus christ and not what we've done but what he has done living a perfect life dying on a cross for our sins that we would be redeemed that we would be saved now you might be saying, yeah, yeah, cool, I, I've heard that. I, in fact, if you've been coming to Grace for any length of time, I guarantee that you've heard this message over and over again. And you might be saying, you know, I was 11 years old, and I heard that. Yeah, you've got to believe in Jesus. You've got to admit you need Jesus and, and believe that he's your Savior. And I did that when I was 11. Or I did that when I was 23. I checked that box. You know, I'm good. Yeah, got the gospel. Heard it before. Okay? If that's you, if that's kind of your thinking, like, oh, yeah, gospel, got it, check. They talk about the gospel all the time. That's exactly what I was doing, and I totally missed it. I totally missed how the gospel was applicable to what we are facing and struggling right now. Not talking about applicable for, you know, hey, I'm going to go to heaven, and this is great, and I believe that Jesus will get me there. I'm talking about right here, right now. Okay? And here, here is something that I just want you to chew on, okay? The gospel is not a one-time event for you. Gospel is not a one-time event in your life. It's not something that you just do once, and you're like, yeah, I'm good. Like, that's forever. It counts always. Like, I, I, I checked it. We're good. The gospel, the gospel is a day-by-day, hour-by-hour, moment-by-moment thing that we do. And basically, the way this thing works, okay, let me put it in the context of, of your rock, 
okay? This rock symbolizes whatever, whatever challenge you're going to be facing this holiday season, or maybe you're already facing it, whatever struggle, whatever stress, whatever, whatever thing, okay? That's what this rock symbolizes. The gospel is the power to be able to deal with and overcome that challenging thing. So let's go back to that two steps, the admit and believe. So essentially, we always think of, oh, we admit that we're sinners and we've fallen short and we can't get there without Jesus and then we believe that Jesus is the way, okay? Well, let me put it in a different context. Think about your challenge. Think about your struggle, okay, right now. What is that thing for you, okay? You're holding on to it, okay? We have to admit. We have to come to a place where we admit, God, I need your help with this. I can't do this thing on my own. And let me tell you something. That does not come naturally for me, okay? There may be like three of us in this room that that comes naturally for, okay? We're not, okay, this is Washington, D.C., baby, okay? We, this is not how we operate. We, put it, we make the resume look good. We look good. We can do this. We've got this covered, right? This is totally countercultural. No one's ever going to tell you, oh, here's the, here's the way to access some real power in your life. Just admit that you can't do it. Admit that you're powerless. That's crazy. But that's exactly what the the message of the gospel is all about. To access the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, you first and foremost have to come to a place where you hit your knees and you say, God, I need your help. I recognize I can't do this on my own. This thing is just too difficult. I don't have enough patience. I have an anger problem. I have control issues. I have in-law issues. I have grief issues. I have whatever. I can't on my own. I can't do it. So we admit that we need help. And it's so hard to do. It's so hard to do. Our pride rails against that step. And I know for me so often, I never, I never get to that step. So I never really fully access the power of the gospel of Jesus in my life, in my situation today. So the second thing is we have to believe. We have to believe that Jesus is our savior, not just a one shot event to get to heaven, but Jesus is our savior who wants to step in and intervene and help us now, today. You see, and that's how we can miss it if we just feel like, oh, yeah, I, I, yeah Jesus, that was like 1983, you know, that was so cool that year. Yeah, it was awesome, you know. That, we've totally blown it. Jesus is here for us now. I want to read a passage from 1 Corinthians 15, 55 to 57. The, the writer is reflecting on the power of the gospel. And uh, the writer says, where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord, Jesus Christ. And so what the gospel, what the the writer here is saying as he reflects on the gospel message is that through Jesus Christ, we have the power to overcome death, like our own mortality, the scariest thing out there. Okay, through Jesus, we have that power. And and now if we put our faith in Jesus Christ, we actually have the spirit of God living inside of us. If you heard that message last week, if you didn't, you got to you got to go listen to it. Okay, but we have the spirit of God who can overcome death inside of us. That is tremendous power, you guys. And what we have to realize, what we have to believe is that we have that power inside of us to help us face whatever it is, whatever our rock is, whatever that thing is that we're dealing with, we have to get to a place where we actually believe 
that we have something inside of us, someone inside of us, greater than ourselves, stronger than ourselves, who can actually help us in whatever it is that we're facing. That is power. These are two things that I don't do well. I don't admit my need for God. I love to do it on my own. I love that feeling of doing it on my own. And I struggle to really believe it. God is inside of me. Like, how the heck does that work? You know what I'm saying? So, but th- this is the power of the gospel. If we can internalize this. Now, this is important to say, okay? It, you've got the power of God inside of you. You've got the spirit of God inside of you, helping you to do things you can't do on your own. Does that mean if you just fully believe it and you just totally get that and grasp it, that everything's going to turn out roses? Like you can just, you can just admit, get on your knees and you can believe and like, just, you're going to walk out of here, man. And just everything is cool. You know, the Rolls Royce will be parked right out back, you know? No, that's not the way it works. Okay. Is this still going to be difficult? Are you still going to face challenges and struggles? Is that thing still going to be stressful? Sure. Absolutely it is. Might you still fall flat on your face at times, even when you're praying like crazy? Yeah. But in my experience, it's better to believe and to know that God is with me, helping me, than going it alone. So, um, if you got that rock in your shoe, how, how many? Did anyone put that rock in your shoe? By the way. Oh man, we oh man, you guys are you guys are serious in second server. I like you guys. All right, so you you know if it's in your shoe, it's kind of been annoying you a little bit. You wouldn't want to walk around a lot. Um, and what I want to do is I want to come back to to our rocks. Okay, we've all we've all got those. Okay, so um, and I want to tell you just real quick um, how kind of I got the inspiration for the rock because I want to do something at the end that hopefully will facilitate a little bit of an experience for us where we can kind of talk to God about what it is that we're dealing with. But um, the way the inspiration happened is kind of messed up, actually, and I think you guys will like to laugh at me, so I'm going to share it. Um, so it was a couple days ago. I was at the office. Uh, I was the only one there. I was in final uh, sermon prep mode. And I was a little bit stressed out. I didn't have a lot of time, and I had a, kind of some ground I had to make up. I'm coming in, and it's, uh, it's lunchtime, and I'm, I'm starving. Okay? I eat a lot. So I'm starving. I, got, I, I warm up my, my lunch, and I've just come in from outside. I sit down to eat my lunch. I put it down. I sit down in front of it, and I'm just like, I'm ready to go to town. I take that first portful, and I just smell dog poo. Like, you know that smell? Like, you know the smell. Like, if you've ever smelled, it's just unmistakable. It's dog poop every time. You know that smell. So I'm like, oh, no. So I'm, I'm like, oh, I don't want to look. But I get up real quick, and I, I look around, and then I look down at my shoe. Man, and I, I, I mean, I must have gotten a big dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, my shoe is just nasty, okay? So... Um, that was, that was just so not cool. And of course you can't, you can't eat. I mean, as hungry as you might be, you can't eat with the dog poop smell, right? And like, you know, trying to eat. Plus it's like beef stew. So that's not working at all for me. So I'm like, okay. All right. So, um, so I, you know, like I'm, I'm standing up, I'm looking at my shoe. All of a sudden I glance at my back at my chair and you guys, does anyone have the unfortunate habit of sitting on your shoe sometimes? (laughs) Kind of tuck your leg underneath you. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. So chair is just totally caked. So, of course, I'm like, I mean, I'm just like, it's all just, oh, yeah, good times, right? So so now here's my dilemma. Okay, I'm starving. I got to eat. I don't have time for this, okay? This is going to be like an ordeal. I got to clean myself. I got to get all the way back home. I got to get changed. I mean, this is, I do not have time for this. I am stressed out. So 
the, the, then the thing is, if I got to get to the bathroom, the bathroom is this long trek through the church office to, and you got to go past like this Montessori preschool, and there's tons of teachers and kids everywhere, and it's just, I wasn't going to do that. I'm not going to walk through there, like looking like that, you know? So I devised a game plan. I said, okay, I'm going to go to the back office. I'm just, we, we have like a, a series of offices, and first of all, the exterior door is locked, okay? And there's no one there. The exterior door is locked, so the only way people get in is if they call first. So I'm like, okay, exterior door is locked, and then there's another door that's there that they've got to go through that I would hear. I close that door, and then I'm in like the back office, the back office where it doesn't have a lock, okay? That will be important information. <laughs> it doesn't have a lock, but I'm like, I'm good. I'll hear the person. They'll call, you know, I'll be fine. So... I start trying to scrub, and I'm trying to, and it's just not working. So I just, I just quickly just take, you know, take the, the khaki pants off. I'm sitting there in my boxers, you know. I'm scrubbing away. I got the pants laid over the table. I'm scrubbing away. I got some cleaning supplies and whatever, just so I can get in the car. And, you know, what are you going to do? You got stuff all over. You can't even get in your car and get out of here. So um, I'm figuring, surely if anyone came in, I would, you know, I would know. I would hear them. Well, the next thing I know, somehow, okay, somehow the pastor of the Baptist church that we have office space in, who, by the way, is 175 years old, I think, uh, my last check. Um, he, he was like, in, and somehow he got through the first door and I didn't hear him. And so I'm sitting there scrubbing. And, you know, he does one of these, like, like knock, knock, open the door at the same time. Like, that's not knocking. <laughs> if you knock, knock, and open, and, like, you're like, and you're just walking in at the, as you're not, that's not knocking. Okay, so if you do that, don't ever do that again. That's not a knock. That's what he did. So the next thing you know, dude's in my, he's, in, he's there. Okay, the pastor, I'm scrubbing in my boxer shorts, shirt tail out, you know, just hanging out, just having a good time. And, and in that moment, he came in and he's like, hey, Derek, I just want to let you know they're doing some testing on the fire alarm system. So, which, by the way, didn't happen. It, the story doesn't get more ridiculous, so. But, but he, he just said they were going to do some testing. And in that moment, um, it was like I was three years old. And what I mean by that is, like, if you've ever been around a, a little toddler, they think that if they, if they go like this, <laughs> that everyone else, like, you know, like, you can't see them. You can't see them. They're just hiding. And I, I just totally blanked, you guys. I am not the one you want under fire, okay? If you've been here for a long time, you know I've told enough stories. I'm not good under pressure. So, anyway, I just, I see him. I'm scrubbing the pants. And, and he says this, we're going to check the fire alarm. And I look back, and I just go, huh. And it was as if I just ignored him. It was like, if I just don't even say anything, he will just go away. It's like, in fact, he won't even have been here. He'll just, he, would, he didn't see me. That's what I did. That's literally what I thought. That's messed up. Well, of course, that's the worst thing you can do. Because what does he do? He goes further into the room. He Now he steps all the way into the room, and he goes, hey, Derek. They're going to test the fire alarm system. Just want to let you know. And at this point, I'm like, okay, I need to say something. So I turn back and say, hey, thanks. And literally, this guy is just, he's so awesome. I don't even think he noticed. I mean, that's how, like, he's really, he's really, uh... but here's the point. This was so stressful for me, you guys. And I'm thinking about this. And I'm like, God, God, you're so good to me, you know, how you could just, like, bring this point so clearly home to me this week as I'm preparing. I'm just totally stressed out. And. And uh, I thought, well, if I could just somehow, like, bring in some dog poop or, or something, and I could kind of, like, give you a visual with some smells and, you know, and stuff, something tangible, you know, and you could, like, look at the dog poop on your shoe, and you'd be like, yeah, my mother-in-law, or, you know, yeah, whatever, like, whatever you're dealing with. But, you know, 
John just vetoed it. He said, absolutely, no dog poop. So uh, we came up with a rock. And those of you who had that rock in your shoe, it's not as bad as dog poop, trust me. But um, the point is, we, we're all holding a rock. And, uh, and I want this to kind of be a, a little tangible thing we're going to do now. What I'm going to ask uh, is for the music team to come up. We're going we're to hit the lights, if you would, Doug. And, uh, and what I want us to do is just enter into a time of prayer. I'm going to lead us through a time of prayer where um, we're going to kind of focus on that rock. I want you to be thinking about whatever that is for you that, um, that is your source of struggle or challenge or stress uh, that's either upon you or is going to be upon you this holiday season. And uh, so if you would just go ahead and bow your head and, and close your eyes, and um, we're just going to pray and ask God to help us. Uh, God, each one of us is holding a rock in our hand or is down in our shoe. And uh, that rock is symbolic of something that we're, we're dealing with. Some anxiety, some frustration, something that, that we just wish we could make right. But we can't, a lot of us. Lord, just help us. Help us, Lord, to grasp that your gospel message is not a one-shot deal. But actually, the power of the gospel is when we hit our knees and we just confess to you that we can't on our own fully remove this rock. We can't on our own fully take care of this thing. Not in our own strength, not in our own power. God, it's just, it's just too difficult. So Lord, just bring us to a place, each one of us, humble us, humble me. When my pride rails up and I say, I got this one, God, I'll say a little prayer on the side to you. I'll just kind of, you know, if you could, that'd be cool, but I got this. Lord, just bring me to a place where I'm just dependent on you. And God, I pray just as importantly, Lord, that you would help us to really believe to really believe that you're not just a one-shot Savior that happened to us one time in our life, but you're a Savior who is coming and is here to rescue us from whatever situation we face, God. That by your power, by your Spirit inside of us, we can do things that we could never do on our own. You can give us supernatural patience. You can give us supernatural control. You can give us supernatural love, forgiveness, calm, peace, hope that we don't have without you. Lord, we know that you're not just going to magically make everything right, but help us to believe that we're greater with you than without you. <clears throat> Father, I just pray lastly, because God, we love to cling on to our rocks. We love to hold them. It becomes this obsession for us. We bear these burdens. We talk about them. We think about them. We perseverate, God. Lord, just remind each of us here this morning that we don't have to hold on to these things. That we ultimately aren't the ones that have to bear this burden. Lord, you invite us to cast our cares upon you. I just pray that you'd help us to let go. Help us to 
help us, God, is to release, to just, to just, I'll just as an expression, just to, just to drop our eyes, give it over to you. And God, there are people here who want to do that right now. I just pray you'd, you'd allow them just to, just to let go, just symbolically, just, Lord, I give it to you. I release my rock. I'm, I'm trusting that you're going to take control. I'm just, I'm trusting that you're going to work it out. I'm trusting God that even if it doesn't resolve itself, that, that I, I'm just going to, I'm just going to believe that somehow, some way you're going to use this. You're going to redeem it. You're going to, you're going to work in it. You're going to help me.